Greg. Mike. Two bandits. Watching. This episode is called Two Bandits Interview Joe Brown. What up, party people, and welcome us to a very special episode of Two Bandits. Two of us. Watching Bluey. I am your host, Greg Painter. That's Greg Painter. And with me is my bestest good friend. Boom. Mike Martin. That's, That's me. you. <laughs> How are we doing today, buddy? For some reason, I thought you announced me, and so I paused completely. <laughs> Huh, maybe maybe I just feel like maybe it shouldn't just be the two of us. Maybe that's why I felt the the delay. Maybe look, look at you. Look at you. After all my segues last week, you segue <laughs> us right into it's not just the two of us. Because we are... I've been practicing all week. We are privileged. Yes. And extraordinarily excited to let you know that this week... We are doing something cool. We are doing something extremely cool. We are interviewing... The director, Ooh. the creator, wow. the writer, go on, the beautiful mind. Look at that behind the amazing show, Bluey, Mister Joe Brum. Slow clap. I uh, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. So I don't, I don't want to just ramble on here because we're really good at doing that. We got a heck of an interview to share with you guys. Yes, some Bluey facts and info. Ooh. I had no idea of going into this interview. We dig deep here. Some really cool tidbits. Hard-hitting questions. Hard-hitting that... questions from two crazy American dads yep. who just love Bluey. So without further ado, we give you two bandits. That's us. Interview Joe Brum. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, uh, we are honored to welcome creator, writer, and director of Bluey, Joe Brum. Joe, thank you very much for your time today. Um, not just your time, but thank you very much for this amazing, amazing show you've created. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Ah, no worries. Yeah, good to good to talk to you. All right, so let's jump right into it. Um, first question I have for you, uh, how did this all start? Like, What inspired you to create Bluey? Well, the main reason was I wanted to uh, get back into a big studio environment. I'd worked in London for sort of the first 10 years or so of my career and and usually in big studios and I really liked the atmosphere of just you know being in a 50 person studio and you're all I don't know you become really good friends and it's and when I moved back to Brisbane I was just running my own little um studio with with a mate of mine and it was a lot of fun it was really exciting because we were we were just steering our own, own course but Eventually, you started missing that experience of just being around a big group of animators all pitching in on a big, long project. So that was, that was, I wanted to recapture that. And that's why I decided to make a series. And then, and then the, you know, I really just wanted to, I really loved Peppa Pig. And I wanted to kind of do an Australian dog version of Peppa Pig. And it, and it sort of started that as the seed, but of course it then came out as Bluey, really. But yeah, so it's a bit of a, it was like, it was a, it was not like I wanted to make Bluey. I just wanted to be in a big group of animators again. That's awesome. That's awesome. You'll find it being a nice bit of contention between Greg and I when it comes to Peppa. So oh, okay. we don't need to go there today, but I'll, that's all good. Fair enough. <laughs> so other than Peppa, obviously. Uh, what other shows are you drawing inspiration from to create Bluey or just like in general right now? Right now, I'm watching, um, yeah, it's 
Bluey, it's it's a mix of a lot of different things. It's I think I grew up on a cartoon called Astro Boy, which when I was a kid, a Japanese cartoon, and it it really I think it was meant for adults, but it just showed at me at an early age that a cartoon could really just tell quite complicated emotional stories, especially sure. to kids. So that you know that really just set the bedrock for look you don't cartoons don't have to just stick to a, a certain uh i guess a certain level of seriousness or something but you know and then look south park when i was right as i started art college i decided all right i'll study animation i remember reading the old tv guide back when we had tv guides and it and it just one one day when i was probably about 19 it said new show new series south park set in canadian small town you know sunday night animation and i just remember thinking oh i'm I'm gonna be an animator i should watch that and then i remember watching the first episode of that and just i mean my brain had to it had to it couldn't accept the crudity of the movement at first i still remember going wow what is this but but it was just so funny you just push through it but that really, you know, that it just, it was just like, it was just something that you could tell good filmmakers had made and had directed well and storyboarded well. And it's sort of remained a bit of an inspiration since, but oh, everything, Detectorist, Seinfeld, Simpsons, of course, like it all just goes in. Sure. I, I just really, I just really badly now want to get a, a dubbing of South Park, except anytime they swear, they're just saying, oh, biscuits or cheese and crackers. <laughs> That needs to happen now. We got to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, all right. Make some calls. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but we're actually uh, in the middle of doing a uh, Best of Bluey Season 1 bracket uh, as part of our show. Uh, we're just curious. Do you have a favorite episode of Season 1 or a favorite moment from Season 1? Wow. Yeah, I, I, I really like the Calypso episode. Uh, it's always been my favorite of Season 1. It just sort of did did what i wanted to do um although like i really do like the dump as well i think it's kind of uh it was just a really fun one to write and then to make and it is very just i mean i I, every time i take my kids to the dump it's just i kind of relive that episode so yeah to me that's what bluey's about it's it's about going to the dump and having you know talking to your kids (laughs) and just those moments where it's just you know it's just me and the the girls you know like um yeah now that that's that's definitely my second favorite i i love that because um my girls one day was like hey saturday what do you guys want to do let's go to the dump (laughs) all right load up the car (laughs) i love the dump you you say you're saving me monies on weekend i appreciate it joe (laughs) my older brother he's got this idea he wants to set up a pub at the dump just called the dump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just watch, you just sit up there and you have a few beers and just watch people just what they dump. <laughs> you can shout out to them. So it's just people watching all day. Yeah, yeah. The Brum family with the multi-million ideas left and right, man. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got, you've got the episodes like camping and you have sleepy time that people tend to have at a certain tier. Do you feel like there's an unsung hero episode? One that you feel like doesn't get enough recognition? That you put a lot of time into? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I like, I do, I really like backpackers. It might be a personal thing, maybe just because it, you know, it just, you know, reminds me of, it's all the little j- jokes. You know, I spent a lot of my youth backpacking, so that really, and it's a, it's a real Australian tradition to go backpacking. So I think that 
Uh, I, I like that that episode captures it. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Sorry to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I've, it's all blurring into one, all the seasons at this point. But um, yeah, I, I would say there's going to... You know, you know what? Something's going to occur to me in about 24 hours from now and I'm going to like send you an email, but... I was about to say, yeah. reach out. We'll, we'll we'll accept your messages. Don't worry. Well, sidebar, what was your favorite place backpacking? Oh, uh, I went to India. That was pretty wild for for sort of, oh God, nine months or so and just met a lot of great people. And yeah, that, that really, um, yeah, that, that was a bit of a standout trip. Just sounds fun. Yeah. Um, I, I really, like Dunny, I really like. I don't know if it's unsung or not, but, uh, you know, just those moments... The, I just wanted to write an episode which was sort of like your Sunday morning where, you know, you lie there, the kids jump into your bed and, you know, you just have these crazy conversations that you would only have when you're all lying still and really comfortable. Uh, and, yeah, that one really, just just that that scene, I guess, of just lying in bed with your kids and your wife. 100%. Totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I love it, and I love it, so I have to agree with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm guess I'm guessing Dunny won't be the answer to the next question we got for you, but uh, is there an episode um, that you've enjoyed making that you could see being turned into a feature-length film? Oh, wow. Well, Say Dunny. Originally, <laughs> d- well, Double Babysitter, back back when a film was being yeah. thought, like that, I thought that could have made a good uh, feature-length. You know, just somehow telling that that story in a longer format. Um, yeah, maybe road trip. Although I don't know if you need another road trip movie out there, but that one <laughs> maybe could have passed out. But no, look, the feature film is something which which I always try to get in my head around doing. And if I if I, if I could ever, if a story ever comes that I think yeah that that would be a a fresh kind of idea for a feature film, then then it might go a bit further. But it's very tricky with Bluey because, I mean, the average feature film aimed at that age group, the characters, you know... Yeah, like mid-30s, early 40s, that age group, yeah. Well... Oh, you mean the kids. Yeah, Sorry. well, I mean, you think about it, like, <laughs> it's they're crazy adventures, right? And there's usually magic involved and all this and, you know, like, it, all that kit, they get thrust into some different world and... With Bluey, you can't really do that. There's no, we can't use magic and we can't, Bluey can't get lost and have to go and save her village or anything like that. So it'd have to be something that really, that really feels like uh, a Bluey episode, but is worth telling over 90 minutes. I'm sure there's something. You do it in seven minutes, man. So it's. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'd hate to, I'd hate to do a feature film and, and someone say, you know what, that probably could have just been seven minutes. <laughs> <That'd> be <annoying>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the pickle. I, I, I've listened to a couple of interviews that you've done and you talk about how you hoped that the episode could be a little bit longer, just a little bit. And there were a couple of episodes that you wanted to add more to content wise. Was there a storyline that you had almost fully conceptualized? that never made it onto a final script or on the screen? Yeah, there's been a few. Um, I, I had this episode I wrote, uh, which was uh, the the family all sitting around playing the game of life. There you go. I don't know if you, yeah. you remember that old game where you get the little car. Oh, for sure. And you get a job and all that. And, and it was this really heartbreaking story because, you know, when my kids play it, all they want is babies. You know, when you get to the part where you, you get kids, all they want is babies. And, and if they get there and, 
you know, you roll the dice and they get no babies. It's just, it's just heartbreak. And, you know, (laughs) and so it's this really weird time where you're sitting there explaining to your kid, look, I'm sorry, you know, but sometimes you just don't get to have children. (laughs) They're crying. It's this real, I don't know. It's a real bluey moment to me, but um, yeah, it was, I I quite like that script. Bandit, I think, you know, he wanted to stay single so he drove <laughs> off and left his wife at the at the petrol station and you know but just copyright wise it was just it was a, a non-starter but um it was it was funny on the page a game of something well i think it was we ended up calling it a dog's life uh, but it just uh, the game itself was was too close you know it would have it yeah. wouldn't have worked mm. We'll, we'll petition the makers of life to to get around <laughs> with that. Our power somehow will make it. Now. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I'm, I'm real curious about, we've met a lot of the healer clan, um, but for Chili's side of the family, uh, we've only met dad so far. We met granddad. Uh, is there any uh, upcoming possibly meet more for family? I know in some pictures in the background, it looks like there might be a sister. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, so season three, you'll be meeting uh, a couple members of Chili's family in one way, shape or form. Um, we did, I think you guys, uh, there's, we, I wrote a Bluey's big play. It was basically a stage show for Bluey, which is toured around Australia, um, in the last couple of years. And I, I think it's, it's, we'll eventually do a, a U.S. tour and that one does touch Good on trust. Chili's family a bit. And, and then in season three, I've built on that a little bit more. So yeah, yeah, season three, we're, we're sort of, I've opened that up a little bit and it's, yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll work. Do, do we know Chili's maiden name? Ooh, I just thought that. I just thought that too, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, this, dogs are sort of called by their, their breed and she is still a healer, so that, that is a bit odd. <laughs> She's a healer as well, but no, no. Last names, yeah. Last names are like they're kind of breed specific, but then when there's marriage involved, it gets a bit odd. But yeah, no. Great, you're gonna have one of those four AM moments, and he wakes up. I know. I know. Well, open to suggestions. <laughs> so we did see the bandit flashback in season three. Are we gonna get a flash forward at any point in time for the girls? Yeah, you are actually. Yeah, I won't. I won't oh, wow. describe it in too much detail. Well, you know, not not to the full extent of, right. I think, um, the bandit flashback, but just just enough, hopefully, to to create a nice moment. Groovy. I can already see it making me cry. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's a nice scene. Just actually. with that context. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but a full episode would be great. I, I have thought about it, um, and you know. That was that was one of the things which thought you know in the sh- in the future maybe the show could actually just jump forward thirty years and and we see all the result you know yeah it would be interesting I don't know um, but we'll see right I um just talking about a future blue two any chance to see the healer family grow either new cousins or possibly baby number three well nothing's like planned but then nothing's ruled out yeah it'd have to. It, it'd have to not restrict the show or be too gimmicky or anything. Um, I think I, I'd love Rad and Frisky. Like I, I'd probably be more inclined to see them have a couple of kids. So there's some more cousins. Um, but accidents happen, you know. 
You never know. This episode of Blue is called Oops. <laughs> it's called What Have We Done? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what would it be? You throw a boy in there, I guess. That could be quite fun. <laughs> Mix it up a little bit. All right, ready for a me question? So some of the games that are created by the kids truly do seem like they are the norm for the healer house. What was the most off-the-wall game that you almost had the kids playing and then decided, even for Bingo and Bluey, it was a little too wacky? Yeah, well, Tickle Crabs, which, yep. uh, you know, isn't a popular game as it stands, uh, was yeah. originally... As a parent, I agree also. Yeah, yeah. That was originally uh, based on a game my kids invented where it was called Pinchy where in, instead of tickling the, the crabs, you, you know, you went to the beach and you got your, you know, you packed up and then you got home and you'd accidentally have brought a crab home with you and they would just basically crawl over me and, and actually pinch me. And I would, I used to say, look, we, you're allowed to play this once a month and for like two minutes. And so they would just once a month, they would be pumped to play this. And I just, you know, you'd toughen up and you just take two minutes of it. So we, uh, the show, the, the, we did the animatic as Pinchy and then right at the last minute, I remember just thinking, I can't release this into the world. Like, this isn't good. <laughs> so, I, I greatly appreciate that decision. <laughs> yeah. Tickle Crabs is rough enough sometimes. Pinchy, uh, ooh. I know. And so the episode did suffer a bit story-wise, but it's probably for the best. Pinchy the Lobsters. But the, that hospital app as well, you know, where, where Bluey <laughs> Jab. pulls a cat I think out of Bandit's belly. That was just all as it happened one morning with me. You know, it was just like, what's wrong with me? Oh, well, you got a cat in your belly. Yeah, it goes in through your belly button. And so, yeah, that, I mean, that was a pretty, <laughs> it seems a bit off the wall, but that all, that was all quite real. Well, well pre appreciate your kids for uh, giving you some, some good stuff to work with here. That's awesome. Yeah. So outside of the healer clan, do you have a favorite character on the show? Yeah, Rusty's my favorite character. I really like him. I think he's he's a cool little dude. You know, he's he's fun to write for. He's so uh, kind of like accepting and innocent, and but quite tough as well, and just gets on with it. And I used to, my favorite dog was a Kelpie called Rusty. So yeah, he's always he's and he was the show was originally called Rusty and it was going to be about him, but it switched to Bluey. So no kidding, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back at the very early development stages. So yeah, I really like Rusty, and probably my favorite app out of all three seasons we've just made is a is a Rusty app coming out soon. So yeah, he, he's definitely my favorite. And then Bandit's close second. I, I figured Bandit would be up there, so we we left it out of the helix. Speaking of Bandit, uh, do you have a favorite Banditism? Yeah, it's really obscure, but it's. It just makes me like two two things I love. One was I think uh, Dave McCormack who who voices Bandit. It's very subtle, but probably one of the best lines he's ever delivered is in Sean actually when Sean pinches Chili uh, on the bum, and Dave just says, "Well, we shouldn't have done that, Sean." Just you know, <laughs> go, go back and listen to it. Uh, like especially when you just listen to it isolated, it's just it delivered so well and it makes me laugh every time. But I like, it's very obscure, but in hospital, there's a moment in that script where the game's sort of just going along. And then I think Bluey says, we're going to operate. And it's just that moment in every game that you seem to play with your kids where they just suddenly step it up a notch. And Oof. and Bandit, he just says something, he says, I think he just says, oh, hang on, or something like that. 
and it's just this that moment of oh whoa hang on like where it it just marks that point where games with kids usually just they step up a notch without your sort of go ahead just that one too far (laughs) yeah and you're like oh what's about to happen now and yeah so it's very obscure but i like that bit that's awesome so we're hanging out in syracuse new york land of snow and all that odd question thanks to the beach episode we know with sandcastles bandit has it down but if it were to be a snowball fight bandit or uncle stripe who would win oh neither would give an inch that's for sure um (laughs) both both would eventually start taking it seriously like that that scene in dumb and dumber i would say where it just suddenly (laughs) gets serious i look i'm gonna back i'm gonna back stripe he just has that little brother anger that would just see him through <laughs> he would just snap and find his uncle stripe way yeah and we got we got a toughie we're, we're not just lobbing in softballs here for you joe we got a, we got a real tough one coming up next bring it on we've asked other guests on the show we've asked each other and pondered day over day what's the deal with cats <laughs> and where does bandit keep his phone <laughs> well where does he keep his phone uh <laughs> I, I imagine like firmly wedged between his butt cheeks is probably the most perfect. <laughs> Although he's got a tail, like maybe somewhere just above the tail or sort of diehard style sticky tape to his back, I guess. Um, yeah, wow. no, that's that's one of those cartoon mysteries. Um, the cats. Yeah, I was asked this the other day. Cats. I'd, always, I'd love to bring a cat into a Bluey episode. I, I do think... There was, I was thinking back in season one that one day a bunch of cats should just turn up and, <laughs> and you know, like talking cats, you know, and it's like... This, What's with the cat? Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, it's like some sort of genocide um, Whoa! story that then follows. Oh, <laughs> and there's like a, a war or something, but... Or they invaded, there, you know. There's just, your movie, Joe. There's your movie right there. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's, it's just a, an all-out war. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I'll figure it out one day. I'll let you know. But he could have Rusty be the lead in that situation, too. Exactly. That works out. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? There was. I wanted to put a... We've got an animal which went extinct a little while ago called a Tasmanian tiger. And I really wanted to put one of them in. And I was talking to my brother. And then they're technically not canines. They're actually more related to possums. Um, but they, they look exactly like a dog. So it did, it's, you know, it, it never made it in, this ta- this little Tassie tiger, but that would have been the closest to a feline, even though possum's not close, but I'm, I'm willing to move outside the dog, strictly dog species, if I have to. Branching out just slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as we wind it down, you do have a lot of time that you've committed to Bluey currently and in the past, but do you have any other projects that you are working on outside of the Blueyverse that we should know about? Uh, yeah, nothing like nothing upcoming in that I've started it, but there's there's a definitely feature film uh, for a slightly older audience, uh, still animated, which I've sort of just had um, mucking around with for the last few years. So one day I think when I'm in a position, I'll I'll get to work on that. Um, and no, nah, a couple of little little games and things which I've which have always been in in the background. But now nah, Bluey's pretty all encompassing, to be honest. It's even between seasons. There's you just write for the following season. So I think sure. yeah, 
one day I'll get to it. But um, yeah, I think after I'll need a little break from from preschool television. I would say. <laughs> It's just a slight breather. <laughs> Gotta love it. Well, well, that's what we had for you, Joe. Thank you again so much. Uh, uh, not only for the amazing show, but but honestly, and I mean this deep down, from helping to make me and Mike better parents, just learning the patience of Bandit, the patience of Chili, the yes anding, and not just necessarily shutting it down if we don't get what's going on. It's it's truly been a blessing. So thank you for all that you do and everybody who works on Bluey. It's an amazing show. Uh, you're welcome. I'll pass that on. And yeah, it's tough work. You know, being a dad, but but yeah, it's it's very rewarding, as you know. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and, um. Oh, we've been, no, we've been able to touch base with a couple of people. I mean, we've brought to Joff and chat with him here and there, and sent good vibes across the board. And everybody on the show has been very responsive, very positive. So you got a good squad that you're working yeah, it's with a too. Good squad, and it's honestly. an amazing community of fans out there too, which is it's got to be a beautiful thing to to know you have. Yeah, it is. It's it's just a good situation. We've got a really positive crew and then we've got a really positive set of fans. You know, it's it's really uh, it's just a pleasure to go to work, really. I, I love the crew. I mean, we we work hard, but everyone, I mean, everyone's just really proud of it. And it's just one of those shows where like you, your friends and your family know it. And so they're kind of, they're really excited for you and they introduce you to people and you know that's a really good thing to see especially a young crew it's their first a lot of them, their first job just to be it's just fun it's just quite satisfying to see them working on something that isn't that doesn't just disappear into the ether which a lot of stuff i've worked on does so oh yeah look sure. it's 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 a pleasure that's awesome. all right well thank you again and uh you have our number so if you ever need two american dogs on the show <laughs> we'd be more than happy to voice even if it's just like a syllable even if it's just like a cough off scene, we'd be more than happy to be part of it. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Well, thank, thank you for spreading the word too in, in the US. It's much appreciated. Cheers. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, Joe. You have a great day. Yeah, you too. See you guys. Holy stinking biscuits, dude. Stinking biscuits. Holy great. Smelling I, biscuits. If I went back in time and told you six months ago. Yes. Six months ago. So we were just into we were our, in the great audio quality of Hospital and Magic Xylophone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thanks to everybody that listened to those episodes because we sound really cool then too. My, but go back on. I've, as I said recently on Twitter, yes. much like a fine wine, we get better with age. Mm. But if I would have told you six months ago, yes. we would have an interview mm-hmm. with the creator of Bluey. Yep. You would have called me a madman. I would have been woken up in the middle of the night because I was dreaming, Greg. But it just <laughs> happened. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Joe. That was we, unreal. We appreciate the time. We appreciate everything that you've done uh, with this show. Yup. You woke up early and hung out with us. You yeah, Exactly. You, you were up at the bright Aussie hour of 8 a.m. while we were just getting ready to sit down for dinner. Mm. It was great. It was fun. We appreciate you. Dinner was good, too, for everyone that was wondering also. I personally think I probably had pizza. I eat pizza like twice a week. That's It's, it's a good thing to eat. <laughs> plug time real Uh-oh. quick Greg's real ready. quick at watching bluey follow us that's where the party happens that's where the magic happens you make us sound us so cool we are great <laughs> our fans are great our listeners are great and the bluey community is great as we said in the podcast so follow us at watching bluey for a fun follow we're getting into the back half starting next week Woo. of season one send us your takes watching bluey at gmail.com remember rate review if you give us a review on apple 
with a five-star rating and a comment. We will shout you out Boom. on the podcast. If you send us any information or something about an episode that you like or love or email it to us, we'll throw you in the episode probably. I'll we'll do I, that. Why the heck not? We like we like you folks, and it seems like you kind of like us too. So, so far, so good. Let's and keep if you, this train rolling. And if you like us that much, Patreon, again, coming in April, Ooh, yes. we'll have the two bandits watching Patreon. Something. And I haven't, I was about to say, I haven't thrown this out to Mike yet. It would be two bandits watching, two bandits debating, two bandits playing. Could we debate? Two bandits reviewing. (laughs) Two bandits talk politics. It's going to be two bandits doing everything but talk about this show because we don't talk about Bluey. No, no, no. I'm Patreon. (laughs) Had to get a dad joke in. If I couldn't do it the main episode, I got to do it here. He did it. He pulled it out. I pulled it off. One last plug. Uh huh. If you like Joe Brum. Okay. Ooh. And you enjoyed that interview. Interesting. Go on. I suggest watching a little show called Bluey. <gasps> Tell me more. I-, I will in 26 episodes before. Okay. And then about 142 episodes going forward. Math- I think that math, math was good. Yeah. And I'm pretty proud of that. Oh, a tear in my eye. Tear in your eye. And I appreciate sniffle in the microphone. It. I didn't even touch the calculator. You Thank didn't. you, Joe. Thank you, Mike. Wow. Thank you, everybody out there. But until next week. Next week. It's got to be done. It's got to be done.